Welcome to Chat NDT with ASNT, a podcast from the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. I'm Debbie Siegler, the host of the podcast. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Gary Zemak, Director of Quality Supply at Newport News Shipbuilding, and Brian Fry, ISQ Program Manager at AST, about the NAVC NDT Level 3 specific exam. Thank you, Gary and Brian, for joining me on Chat NDT with AST. Uh, thank you. Excited about being here. Gary, what is NAVC and what type of NDT are NAVC inspectors performing? Yeah, good question. So first of all, NAVC stands for the Naval Sea Command, and it comprises of staff, headquarters, directorates, affiliated program executives, which are called PEOs, and numerous field activities. They work together with the different engineers and other stuff to build and to buy and maintain ships, submarines, and combat systems that meet the fleet's current and future needs. So it's a arm of the U.S. Navy. They are responsible for basically managing the overall programs. And if anybody would like to get some more information about what is NAVC, I highly recommend that you go to navc.navy.mil. And they will provide you a lot of detail on exactly what is NAVC, and you'll get a better flavor for exactly what they do. But at, at a high level, that is what NAVC does. As far as the question related to the inspectors, so to just to clarify that, so at NAVC, they provide requirements that we follow as shipbuilders. And in those requirements, just like through ASNT, there is a program that they require us to have. And in in the area of NDT, it's our level three examiner program. And the level three examiner program is responsible for managing the NDT program for inspectors. So the level three and the examiner is the one who manages the program. They test inspectors, they perform oversight of the inspectors, et cetera. The same type of programs typically that are in the Navy program is what ASNT currently certifies. And those programs are things like the visual program, VT, magnetic particle, penetrant, RT, eddy current, and UT, to just give an example of the program. So those are the type of programs that fall underneath the umbrella that we're going to be talking to today. So then can you tell me how you have gotten involved with NAVC and what your role is with the Navy and maybe a little bit about your background? So I've been with Newport News Shipbuilding for 40 years. I'm considered a master shipbuilder. We get that title for once you've achieved 40 years in shipbuilding, you get the title of master shipbuilder. Currently, I am the director of supplier quality. I am responsible for all aspects of supplier quality management of our supply base. And that includes everything from receipt inspection to source inspection supplier surveillance, uh, supplier quality engineering, et cetera. I have, I've had different positions throughout Newport New Shipbuilding for the past 40 years. That included everything from working in the engineering field to non-destructive testing, where 
I was the manager of non-destructive testing for over 10 years. I was on the board of directors at ASNT for three years. I've had a lot of experience in that area. And because of the relationship that I have working at Newfoundland Shipbuilding, that's the relationship that I have with the program. For the last several years, we both Newfoundland Shipbuilding and Electric Boat has been working with NAVSEA and the Navy to find a way to improve our supply base in the area of non-destructive testing. Brian, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role with ASNT and your involvement with the NAVC project? Sure. Thanks, Debbie, for having me on. <clears throat> I've been with ASNT for a little over five and a half years now. I'm an ASNT level three. I have over 30 years of experience in NDT, but I'm definitely not a master shipbuilder. That's pretty impressive, Gary. Um, Thank you. <laughs> At ASNT, I've done a bunch of things, including quality. I worked in certification, accreditation, standards, worked with a lot of different things. I've been lucky to be able to see a lot of the things that we do here. For this project with the Navy, um, I was the program manager, so I helped get the program going, work with the Navy on all the scope, and, and work it to completion. Thank you. Gary, can you talk a little bit about the NAVC NDT Level 3 specific exam and why it's needed? Yeah, I sure can. The terminology throughout this podcast, we're going to utilize NAVC testing. In reference, this is really a Newport Shipbuilding and Electric Boat project working together with NAVC and the U.S. Navy to create this specific exam. So Newport News Shipbuilding and Electric Boat together with NAVC, the Navy, has been looking to find a way to improve how the shipbuilder requires the examiner specific examination to the NDT level threes. Currently, all examiner personnel are required to pass a examiner specific examination in accordance with our Tech Pub 271, which is a technical publication that the Navy has generated that we follow to manage our NDT program. Just like any other program or any other process, there's always some inherent variability in the quality of the exams when they're administered by each and every organization throughout the supply base. So what we wanted to do is to work together, come up with something that we could improve that. We had a team that was formed and we worked together to create some opportunities to improve that. So one of the things we did, we evaluated the benefits of utilizing a third party like ASNT. And the results of that was a detailed strategy working with ASNT to develop and to be able to administer the specific exam. These exams will be administered through ASNT using a company by the name of Pearson View. They will ensure that they're their highest standards according to with the Navy as well as ASNT. This will be adding consistency and rigor to the examination process. It will provide a centralized database that's gonna allow certified level three personnel to be searched by who, who has passed this exam. And it will eliminate the need for suppliers to administer their own specific exam. So these are all the benefits and the challenges that we had as well as what we believe we're going to fix by administering this specific exam. 
How were you administering the exams prior to working with AST? So previous to working with AST, as it relates to specific exam, the technical publication requires that the exams are administered by the employer. So if I'm a employer and I have a level three working for me, I administer that specific exam to that examiner level three. And that's how it was being done prior to this initiative. How does an exam like this get from concept to the actual computer-based testing center? What's the process? Well, a lot of things have to happen. Behind the scenes at AST for that exam to get from concept to being administered at over 1,500 test centers around the United States. But it's a project. Like any important project, it gets started with meetings between the stakeholders. So AST and the Navy, we sat down, we met regularly throughout the project, and we defined and fine-tuned the scope of the project so that everybody was on the same page and, and we got the exam that the Navy wanted. So to build an exam like this, you first have to have what we call a blueprint and a bank of test questions. The blueprint is what maps out the main parameters or the knowledge areas of the exam. It's kind of like an outline. So for an example, it could be something like domain number one could be materials and processes, and it could make up something around 30% of the exam, or inspection could make up 50% of the exam, et cetera. So these are the kind of details that we need to develop an exam and to map the questions to the blueprint. So the Navy supplied all of the questions and extensive database to us, and they also had the blueprint. So we put the questions into the blueprint to build the exam. When we do that, we make sure that certain questions aren't like very similar questions on the exam. We make sure that maybe one question doesn't answer another question on the examination. And then once we get the exam built in our system, it goes through a number of quality control checks from AS&T, the Navy, Pearson View. And then once that's done, it goes to publishing for Pearson View, and then it becomes available at all of our computer-based testing centers. Thank you, Brian. Gary, since this is a NAVC project, who can take this exam and what is the associated cost? Sure. Anyone who performs work in accordance with Newport News Shipbuilding or General Dynamics Electric Boat, where a contract invokes that technical publication, 271, can take this exam. The cost of the exams are being covered by the shipyard for the first several exams taken. So we're going to be covering those costs. Can I just clarify something? Because I want to make sure that's very clear throughout this conversation. So Newport News Shipbuilding and Electric Boat has really been the leader in leading this effort. We're working with our partner, which is NAVC, to do it. So I, what I want to make sure that it's very clear in the communication that this is a Newport Shipbuilding and Electric Boat initiative working with the U.S. Navy, who is our basically our prime contractor of this program. So I, I, what I don't want is to get the perception out there that this is a program that is truly led by the NAVC program. It's really, this is a program that's being led by Newport Shipbuilding and Electric Boat with the support of NAVC. I just think that's very good to clarify that to make sure that's clearly understood. So just to clarify, if I'm just level three and I don't work for Newport News Shipbuilding or General Dynamics, 
I can't take this exam. I have to be working for on those contracts. Yes, ma'am. So that's just to make sure it's clear for the listeners that it's if you are a supplier of either new for new shipbuilding or electric boat, and you are supplied as performing work in accordance with those requirements, you will be able to take that exam. However, to kind of answer your question, if you're just an individual out there who wants to go take this, but does not currently have a contract, either through one of our primes or their sub-tiers, we will not allow you to take that exam at that time. But if you decide that you want to get involved with non-destructive testing in our program, then you know you can work with primes and others to go do that work. But the way we're setting it up is that you have to have a contract either as a prime or a sub-tier. And is there a required date for compliance to take the exam? At this time, we don't really have a date. Our goal is to try to achieve the maximum extent possible before the, before the end of the year. At the rate we're going, our goal is to be able to get as many people to take this exam before the end of the year. Eventually, there will be a, not a deadline, but it will be invoked into our contracts. And once it's invoked in the contracts, you know, you'll have to be able to pass this exam if you want to work on any of our contracts. But at this time, if we don't have like an end date of when it all has to be accomplished. How many people do you anticipate will be taking the exam now that you've made this change? We, we came up with a rough estimate. And this is a very, very rough estimate to, to just be able to give Brian an idea of roughly what we're going to be doing. And it's approximately between three to 400 level three examiners we believe will be taking this exam. So are those level threes have, can we say that they've been assumed that they've been certified through their organization and now they have to take the ASNT exam? And if that's a yes, how are they preparing to take the exam? That's a great question. So the first part of your question is that the individuals who will be taking this have either been previously certified through their company they work for. So that company would have administered their specific exam, like I described earlier, or they could also be a brand new, so, you know, I could be a brand new level three, just starting for a company. And this might be the first time I'm taking this exam. So, so it could be one of the, either one of those two, either individuals who have are already been in the program and have previously been certified or a potential that a new employee, a new level three is just starting to work for a company and this may be the first time they're taking it. So that, that's the answer to your first part. As far as the second part goes, Electric Boat and Newport News is working together to develop some training material that will be available for the examiner level three candidates to be able to take this training prior to taking the exam. And as you were developing this program and you were speaking with the suppliers, what was the feedback you were getting about moving from the companies certifying their staff to now having to have their staff take these exams through AS&T? Good question. So the feedback that I've received in speaking with numerous suppliers in our supply base, and I have visited numerous suppliers in the past year, I have received nothing but positive feedback from just everyone I've spoken to. Um, The reason for that positive feedback is it eliminates the churn that they have to sometimes go through because one of the reasons why we started this program was because our supply base told us they wanted it. If you think about 
if I'm a company building, I'm just going to say a valve body. I'm a company that builds a valve and I'm a specialist in the area of valve building. I may not be a specialist in the area of NDT. So I go out and I hire an NDT company to perform that work for us. I now have to then go ahead and develop a specific exam for that. It's just an added burden to the supply base and they like the idea that we've created this specific exam that's gonna minimize that and help them be able to better manage their program without having to administer. So again, the answer to that, your question is good feedback, very positive. Uh, I think most people were very anxious to go off and take it. That's good news. Brian, can you tell me more about the certification exams being offered? Yeah, so <clears throat> these are, like we stated, specific level three examinations. And the methods that we're offering are eddy current, magnetic particle, dipenetrant, radiographic testing, ultrasonic testing, and visual testing. So there's six different examinations on the level three specifics. The exams are two and a half hours in length, and I believe you get another 15 minutes to go through the entry stuff and read through the directions. It's a 50-question exam. <clears throat> they cover reference codes and standards that are common to working with the Navy. So there are a number of codes that are electronic and they're supplied with the exam. So the examiner, when you test, you answer the questions based on the information that is in the codes that are attached to the exam. To, to pass, the examiner has to meet a minimum score of 70% in each category and 80% overall. Once you pass, you'll receive a letter that states you passed the examination, and then your name will be posted on the ASNT registry, and that will also be sent to Gary, and they'll also keep a record of who's passed the examination. So once someone passes the exam, what does the test taker get? And does that mean that they have an ASNT certification? So, Debbie, it's not an actual certification. As Gary mentioned, this is part of the employer certification package. So they get their name on the registry that this shows that they've passed this qualification exam. And then Gary will take that and make sure that their subcontractors have all passed the examination before they do work with the Navy. And what happens if someone fails the exam? How many chances do they get? And what happens if they've exceeded those test-taking opportunities? So the first time they take it, the training will be available to them, but it's not going to be mandatory that they have to take the training before they could pass the exam. But if they did fail the first time, we will require them to take uh, the training before we allow them to take the next exam. So they will not be able to take the second exam unless they can verify to us that they've taken the training and they have a better understanding of it. If they fail the second time, it would require them to not be able to take the third exam for a minimum of 30 days because we're going to want them to take the time to study, to take the training and to do some internal studying before we allow them to take the exam again but we'll give them a time limit that they can't take in any later than 90 days. But we wanna make sure that they not just not take it and then forget about it altogether. So they can't take it until 30 days, but they have to take it within the 90 day window. After the third failure, we will basically tell the employee that 
that individual cannot perform any work in accordance with our tech hub until they're able to pass the exam. So there is a step-by-step -step process that we have clearly documented and we've communicated that to our supply base via a alert that we've sent out. And so if somebody takes an AS&T exam, that certification walks with them. They can go from employer to employer. And this sounds like it's more of a qualification. So if, if somebody has passed the exam and they choose to leave the prime or the sub contractor, what happens? Does that, that qualification or certification, does that, that benefit that, That's a great question. And I'm glad you asked that question. So actually that is another benefit of what we're doing here. So today, the way this specification reads is if I'm a level three, and for example, I'm an ASNT level three, I've been tested and I've passed all my exams and I'm working for ABC valve company. They provide me a specific exam and I can perform work for ABC valve company. If I decide then to go work for another company somewhere else, say a company that does steel manufacturing, I now have to have that company re-administer me a new specific exam because it's a different company that I'm working for. With this new exam that we're providing, they'll no longer have to do that. If they have a ASNT certification along with this new specific exam, they will now no longer have to continually take multiple specific exams in the future. One specific exam is gonna cover all the work. Brian, how can the work that you've done with NAFC be applied to other industries? Well, I would say the main steps of program development that we've gone through can apply to any organization or industry that may be looking to make examinations more efficient or eliminate the burden of testing. Um, one of our other programs, the industry sector qualification, we're actually alleviating the burden of hands-on practical testing. So it's a little different from this project, but this project was a good learning experience for AS&T. We were able to streamline our processes related to new program development and working with new examinations. We learned a lot. We were working with Gary and his colleagues and and in the near future, AST would hope to see a number of new opportunities for program development. All right. Well, thank you both for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Debbie. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you for listening to Chat NDT with AST. For more information about our organization, please visit our website at asnt.org. You can also connect with us on social media at ASNT Info on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Chat NDT with ASNT is copyrighted by the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. ASNT, creating a safer world.